Welcome to the Dietitian Values Podcast, a space for conversations that go beyond lip speak, challenge the status quo, and hopefully create a space where we can learn and unlearn in connection and community. Join me, Laura Jean, accredited practicing dietitian, as I brained up my thoughts, chat with insightful guests, and create a space where we'll probably end up with more questions than answers, but also a space for encouraging and inspiring accountable action. Let's dive in. of the Dietitian Values Podcast. Today we are talking about values, which is nothing new, but specifically about values today. And I want to talk about how values can change, how values do change. And this is something that I that might be a little bit different um, compared to maybe other things you've heard, learnt, or held yourself around values. Um, our values are you know, they aren't us, um, you know, our who we are, and they give us information about how we want to show up and how we want to act into who we are. And so while our essence of ourselves and, and who we are as human beings doesn't change, our values can change. And I think often what can change around our values is probably the deepening of our connection to ourself, of who we are, of of who we want to be in the world, of the kind of world we want to be part of and building. And as we get clearer on that and as we build our connection to that, our values can change. So values can change. So I want to talk about that um, because I was reflecting on my own values at the beginning of the year and um, just refreshing or reviewing some things. Um, So I want to talk today about what can make values change or what kind of um, what experiences or what what can happen that can can lead to changes in our values and then um, also give you some I suppose not like not rules definitely never rules around here but just um, what I do around checking in with my values and what I recommend and then I thought I would talk you through the couple of changes that have happened in my own values as well. I'll give you some examples from the past and also just what um, what was adjusted in this last little rejig. So values change. And so what are the things that can change our values or what can lead to a change? Firstly, it's just time. You know, over time, um, how we want to show up and who we are can change. And um, as we have more experiences just of life, um, we can get clearer on what our values are through our own experiences of how we, um, you know, are related to and connect to other humans, ourselves in the world, then things can change. Uh, Our values can change as we, you know, if you are doing any kind of healing work, um, if you are working on any, you know, trauma healing, or if you are just working on, I suppose, unpacking stuff, you know, over our lifetimes, um, we can get pretty influenced by the values of the spaces around us. And I've talked about this before. Um, I don't have an explicit episode on this, which is probably one to pop on the whiteboard um, to look into, but there are different layers of values, you know, based on what we experience over our life. So usually it starts with our family of origin. We've got our social um, and community groups. We've got educational institutions, you know, from school through to work, um, university, college, if you're in that kind of experience, workplace values, 
values. And then um, behind all of that, we have our cultural and social values that are coming through. So there's all these different layers. And as we, as time passes, um, we, we experience more of those settings or more different spaces. So we have we're influenced by different values and sometimes, you know, um, we're exposed to different values, we're programmed into different values depending on the setting. So that can can shift over time. So with the more exposure to different spaces and settings and places and people, the more exposure to different values and that can adjust our values over time. Um, it can get us to question, to get curious about ourselves or we can be influenced depending on how much grounding we have in our sense of self and our own values those external influences can be can be subtle, they can be quite um, overt, depending, um, and that can influence our values. So our values can change and our values can change to bring us closer to ourselves and our values can also change to take us further away, depending. So time can change things, those influences by those different layers. Um, we can learn to connect more to ourself and our our own core values, like your own core values through those experiences of healing um, and perhaps, you know, recognizing, um, you know, some of those settings or influences that perhaps weren't necessarily aligned with your view of the world. And over time, you can get a really clearer picture of that. Um, we can also, I see values and I know I've experienced my values change as I've learned more about those cultural and social systems of influence and oppression and as you learn and unlearn and potentially see that you want to decouple from any of those values then that can change your values so it can it can be both you know you can be part of different groups social groups or cultural groups where you can see certain values playing out and actually be influenced to take those values on that bring your connection stronger connection to yourself and sense of self and your own connection to your values and you can also be exposed to those influenced by perhaps a little bit of social programming particularly as when we are younger um, and when we're in more vulnerable spaces places seasons of life and we can actually be pulled further away from our own sense of self and our own grounding in our values and into those external influences upon our values and kind of absorbing those spaces. Um, it can be as innocuous as, you know, being in a workplace where there's different values and it can be as, um, you know, harmful at the extreme end of, of things like a cult where people are very much um, exposed to values and programmed slash influence slash you know coerced depending to take those values on and to you know assume those values for themselves so that is a more extreme example and it does happen and for most of us over our lifetimes we've been in spaces where we have been influenced and so if you think of your family of origin values um, and you might have had a certain values and if you can think of even across your own timeline um, you can see how as time passes and as you have exposure to those different spaces, your values build, you know, or, or shift or change. And like I said, sometimes that takes us closer to ourselves and sometimes it takes us further away depending on those spaces and those um, ecosystems, um, if you like, that we are part of. As you connect more to yourself using whatever kind of tools, settings, strategies, whether it's 
purposeful, you know, going on kind of that, you know, quote unquote journey for want of a better word, because I don't like that word, <laughs> going on a bit of a discovery towards um, to, to yourself, you know, whether that's healing from an eating disorder. And I know there are many clinicians who have gone through that experience themselves, whether it's um, in your role as a dietitian, movement professional, practitioner, clinician, where you are working with humans, being exposed to so many different experiences and stories and that influences how you see the world. And then that can influence our values. Now, when I say values change, it's like, it's not like it's always like flip flopping and changing all over the place. However, those influences and what we see and pick up and what we experience. And as we build our own, both our intellectual knowledge, but also our felt felt sense of the world and what we put into practice, it can change how we see things. And as I said, that can take us either way. And so what I tend to recommend, so there's, there's all those things. And I mean, that's in a non-exhaustive list, but that's kind of the main spaces or places. It's anything where it really either exposes us, us to new ways of looking at the same thing, looking at the world, looking at our experience, or we actually have a, you know, a, a realization or an uncovering a learning or an unlearning of what has been going on, maybe something that we haven't seen. So, so it might just be something becomes more seen. And so if we think for most of us, um, 2020 was a big year of seeing different things, of really seeing a lot of the systems around us. And that might not, that might've changed your values or it might've just got you questioning or it might've just really heightened some values that you have always held um, and made them more front of mind. And also sometimes, because I mean, you know, if you've ever done a values exercise, like, you know, there's a giant list of words and you can, you've got to, you know, there's lots of different ways you can come at your values, but one of the main ones is the big word list where you choose certain words. And the thing, the reality is when you read through those lists is so many words resonate with you, right? Because a lot of the words are really, um, they're talking, they're aspirational kind of ways of being in the world, a lot of them. And so you might find, you know, you want to choose about 40 of them. Um, and all that can mean is that there are a lot of things that are important to you and what your values are, those core ways of showing up, that can slightly shift based on what we're experiencing, the season of life we're in, um, and also those, what we become aware of. And so I think in 2020, we became aware for most of us of a lot of things happening. Um, and if you're in the non-diet, weight-inclusive, um, body liberation space, you probably have been going through a process of unlearning, decoupling from those cultural values because diet culture is a culture in itself, but also it's really, um, it's the same picture. You know, you think of that meme from the office. It's it's a mirror of the values of supremacy, patriarchal, capitalist culture that we are part of. So it's just one manifestation of that. Um, so if you have been going through that process of unlearning that, if you are a clinician who has gone through that process, then you've actually probably gone through a process of really questioning your professional values as, um, and I'll use dietitian as an example, because that's my background. So as a dietitian, we learn, you know, certain values through our educational institutions, through our workplace, and then through our professional training and our body, our professional bodies and those kind of spaces and health systems. 
of certain types of values. And when you realize how much of those systems are based on the same oppressive systems that hold up and prop up diet culture, which you are unlearning from and decoupling from, there is a little bit of a reckoning or a little bit of an opportunity to shine the mirror, shine the light, I should say, mix up my analogies and my little phrases, shine the light on the values um, that we are asked to hold as professionals um, and asked to hold as clinicians, asked to hold as people as part of the health system and whether those truly are your values. And so there's the opportunity to question and to get clear on that. So I think that that is if you have been going through the process of, yeah, unlearning some of the diet culture values, if you've been um, doing work around social justice, anti-oppression, then you are going to have been going through this process. And while you might have been checking them, questioning them and changing and shifting them in practice, sometimes it really does, there is, it's good to take the opportunity to sit down and to really wrap words around what's shifting. And so I tend to recommend every one to two years to check in with your values. Now that does, that can be either like a full redoing a values exercise. And I would definitely say I would recommend to do one of those every five years as a minimum, like a full sit down, pull the words list or the journal, or there's so many different activities that you can do. And I'll drop in the show notes. Um, I've got a little workbook um, it's just a free little download that you can grab to go through some values exercises. It's got links to some values exercises and some suggestions of ways you can come at your values. Um, and I'll also link to my, um, I've got a three-part podcast series on finding your values. I'll link to part one in the show notes and you can, um, through clicking through to part one, it's, it's linked to all three parts. So you can go through them all. You can chop and change, use what works for you, leave what doesn't. So I recommend doing a full values recheck every minimum five years. So if you haven't done one for a while, I would really recommend giving it a bell. And then every one to two years, I recommend sitting down with your values and just reading through them and feeling into them, feeling into the words and checking whether they still are resonant for you, whether they still are relevant to you and whether there's any shifts. And sometimes they can be big shifts and sometimes they can be small shifts. And I thought I'd just step you through really briefly um, what the process I went through as I checked through my values um, at the kind of end of last year, started this year as I've been going through my reflection time um, of what kind of shifted for me. So I have four core value action statements, which is what I call it, which is basically where I've gotten through, you know, that giant word list. I pulled out the words, I, you know, then grouped them into kind of categories and I go through this process in the podcast episode. Um, so check that out. Um, and then wrap words around that to, to kind of give me guidance on how I want to show up. And I actually adjusted words for three out of four of my value statements this year, because the more you act into your values and the more of you talk about your values, and clearly I talk about them a lot, um, and the, the more you connect to yourself, the clearer you get on who you are, how you want to show up, then it it gives you more clarity around the words that you might want to wrap around your values, or it can maybe you might shift closer to some of those words, you know, on the big word list that maybe um, were kind of calling out to you, but maybe you didn't choose the last time you did a values exercise. And this time it's like, no, that's definitely, that's definitely up there. So things like that can shift. So I'll run you through mine. So my first value statement, um, so my, my, I'll, I'll I'll give you the 
past example and how I've adjusted it. So my first value statement is doing things differently to create fair and just spaces for all bodies, all humans. And this value links to fairness and justice, which is really important um, value for me. And also it speaks to the work that I do, but also just how I show up personally, professionally as a human to hold space for all humans, because I love and respect and all humans. And as I have talked into that more and more, what I've realized, the real words, the words that I wanted to wrap around that is around humans being seen, heard and known. So what I've shifted just slightly, the first half of the values, the same doing things differently to create fair and just spaces, but I'm just being more explicit. So instead of just being at um, spaces for all bodies, all humans, which is still really good. Um, I've talked about um, where all humans can be seen, heard, and known because I really want to be explicit about what I spaces I'm actually trying to create, what kind of experience I want for other people, but also for myself to be seen, heard, and known. I want spaces for that for me too. And so that was a shift in that value. And that came about just as I've gotten clearer on what fairness and justice is to me in action. Okay, and the next value statement, so previous one, was conservation and wise use of resources for myself, my community, and the environment as a whole. And I've just had a little bit of time reflecting on some of those words and a word that has really been or something I've been kind of digging into around resources, but around just how we how um, we do business is around the word regenerative. Um, and that's come out of my... I suppose, reading and learning around um, regenerative land use and agriculture and gardening, um, permaculture, like all of that kind of stuff. And so I've reworded that from conservation and wise use of resources um, to regenerative use of resources for myself, my community. And I've added in my ecosystem um, in there as well, uh, because that also speaks to just a bit wider or broader than community in that ecosystem in captures like the connection that the humans within the community have but also with the environment outside of them and then the environment back in so it talks it really talks to the um the interplay and the interconnection between between things um which is a little bit further than just my community and my environment which feel which which are kind of like Ecosystems kind of the encapsulation of those for me. So there's a little bit of a shift there. Um, my third value statement, and this is the other one that I've changed, seeking and creating new opportunities to develop, grow and connect to others. And as I've learned more about myself and also a little bit about human design, um, and while I don't, um, I'm not as, I suppose, um, directed by it, um, I find it really interesting and I find it really connects. And shout out to um, Celestina at the Dietitian Collaborative, um, who is a very big advocate for human design and she talks so much about it. Um, and I can't help but be positively um, influenced in a positive way by her um, connection to it. And I'll link to um, Celestina in the show notes uh, that you can check out her stuff. She talks a lot about human design. And so I'm a sacral generator, if that means anything to you. And my action or my authority is around responding. So my what I've shifted that from, instead of seeking and creating new opportunities, I have still got creating because I do enjoy creating 
opportunities, but creating and responding to new opportunities to develop, grow and connect to others. And that alignment is partly out of my human design and and it comes out of that. And also just because it resonates, that word resonates for me more than um, seeking because I'm an introverted homebody. I don't really go out looking and while I do seek things I mean my my term seeking is definitely more a gentle thing but responding um, definitely resonates more for me around how I act into that value Um, and my final statement is the same cultivating spaces of care connection collaboration so I wanted to share that just to give you a kind of practical example of so like what can shift when you're doing that check so my values which I sat down in um, 2020 and as I was coming back to work post mat leave I was in a new season of life um, and you know the world around us was changing and so I really did some work there on really really wrapping words around my values. So that's kind of then, so two years, roughly two years, um, I checked in with them last year and I was really happy with where my values were at. And then this year, there's just that bit of tweaking. In the past though, there have been times where things have completely shifted. So in the past, one of the words or one of the words I had in my values was independence. Um, and that isn't in my values anymore. Um, while I like to do things like I still value independence, which is different than our values, things we value. Um, and I I like doing things by myself. I, as I said, I'm an introverted kind of homebody. I'm, I'm very much enjoy doing things by myself, having autonomy. Um, I actually, one of my values that is stronger than that is ecosystems, community, connection. And so that as I've kind of, and that's come along with one Um, unlearning some of those kind of values layers and really understanding the role of individualism and some of the disconnection that happens with those cultural values that take us away from things that has allowed me to sort of, well, that is, it's led to me repositioning some of those things. And while I still value um, independence and autonomy, it's not one of my core values. So a little bit of um, a nuance there. So I just thought I'd share that as a past example. And perhaps you've had that. And so I'd love to hear from you if you have noticed changes in your values, um, big ones or even just little ones. I'd also like to encourage or invite you if you haven't done a values assessment ever or for, you know, three to five years to whip it out um, and go through the full process again. And as I said, I'll link to the workbook and the three-part podcast series in the show notes so you can check that out. If you have been doing that, if you're kind of all up on it, you're checking with your values, yeah, I just encourage you to make a time with yourself, whether it be part of your yearly planning or whether it be at a different time of the year, more a like slow down introspection time of year for you. So seasonally, that might be for me, I find I do that kind of stuff um, in the the winter time, you know, where I'm really like reflecting on things. Um, for me, when I look at my values, because they are so core to the work I do, I tend to do it around my planning time. And that another time is that real kind of like introspective time. So whatever seasonally fits for you or the rhythm of your kind of um, connection with yourself, connection with values, the time when you actually just have space to do it, um, you know, set a reminder, book it in like you would doing like planning for your business or planning for your marketing or planning for your holidays or whatever it might be to check in with your values and plan to look at what is there and just to 
check, check if it resonates, feel into it. And as I said, I would say, yeah, every three to five years to do a good good recheck through the values assessment, whip out the big list of words or any of the activities that I that I recommend um, through the workbook and the podcast episode. Okay, um, I thought that one was going to be a short one, but actually ended up blabbing along. So I will wrap up now. Um, I'd love to hear from you, questions, comments, concerns, anything you want to share about this, um, anything I've missed or where I've missed the mark, I'm always open to continuing the conversation. Um, and until next time, bye for now. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you and the time you've given to me. If you like what you heard, please share it with your dietitian besties and subscribe on your platform of choice. Want more like this? Come follow along and continue the combo on Instagram where I hang out at Dietitian Values. I'm so grateful for you and the opportunity to connect. Have a good one. Catch you next time on the Dietitian Values Podcast. Dietitian Values Podcast is recorded on the unceded lands of the Ngambri and Ngunnawal people. I pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging.